It's Johnny Finger's turn. Sure enough, he lives up to his nickname, playing a mind-boggling, note-perfect trumpet solo. The 1940s army equivalent of the X-Factor panel are smiling, nodding their heads and tapping their feet along to his performance. Me dad's heart sank. Well, that's me done. There's only one spot for a trumpeter and this bloke's amazing. A couple of weeks later, dad receives an official letter. To his astonishment, it's an invitation to join the band. Fantastic! So he spends the last year of the war playing for the band and having a good time, well out of the line of fire. He never quite knew why he'd been chosen ahead of Johnny Fingers, whose fate on the front line I don't know, but had an inkling that his dad, Bill Tufnell, might have had something to do with it. It was only when his dad was poorly and dying that he found out for sure. Dad, he said, I've always wondered how I got that place in the band, because Johnny Fingers was brilliant. How did I get that gig? Well, son, I went down to see the Sergeant Major. Oh, did you, Dad? And what'd you say to him? Well, son, I made him an offer he couldn't refuse. Well, I'm guessing that offer was money, because he'd made a few quid from the silver business. I suspect he gave him a year's wages in return for getting his son in the band so he would survive. Or maybe a lump of silver. What he did may seem wrong... But my granddad had lived through the carnage of the Great War, where he saw his mate shot and blown up in front of his eyes, and he was prepared to do everything in his power to ensure that his son didn't suffer the same fate. As soon as my dad heard the real reason why he was chosen for the band, he could clearly visualise old Bill Tufnell going down to see the Sergeant Major, because Bill was a big believer in meeting in person, looking someone in the eye, squeezing the flesh and getting the deal. Dad told me that he was the master at getting the business done. When you went out with Bill, the deal was guaranteed. There would be long lunches filled with anecdotes and laughter. He became their mate, not just a client. Plus, Tufnels did the best job. Why give the work to Tufnels? Because Bill's there. That's how he built up F.W. Tufnell Limited Silversmiths, founded by my great-grandfather Frank Tufnell in the 1890s, into a company that served major hotels and jewellers across London. Well, thank God Bill was so persuasive, or his son might have been shoved up to the front line, popped his head up and been killed, and I would never have been born. Well, fingers crossed Johnny Fingers survived as well. With victory in Europe secured... My dad, still a teenager, laid down his trumpet and returned home to continue his relationship with his future wife, Sylvia, and work under his father. F.W. Tufnell Limited was based at number 386 St John Street, five minutes' walk from the tube station at Angel, Islington. Twenty-odd people working in sweatshop conditions five and a half days a week, 8am to 6.30 to 7pm, half days on Saturdays, half day on Christmas Eve. No sick pay. No paternity leave. Turn up, polish your pots and you get paid. If you don't, you won't. Proper hard work. When Arsenal were playing at home on Saturday, they'd all clock off at lunchtime, take off their overalls and clean themselves up with freezing cold water from a wobbly pipe and tap. Soap and swarf eager, which was invented a couple of years after the war to scrub off the grease. No moisturiser. Put on clean clothes, a collared shirt, cardigan, trousers, brogues and a flat cap. Everyone wore the same thing, perhaps with the addition of a home-knitted red-and-white Arsenal scarf or a rosette. Catch the bus from Upper Street to Ivory, nip into the Empress of Prussia or the Woolpack pub for a pre-batch pint or two, then go and watch the Arsenal. Dad loved his sport. For him, it was Arsenal for football, 
Middlesex for cricket and anything to do with England. Dennis Compton, the original Brill Cream boy, was his English cricket hero. Dennis and his brother Leslie played football for Arsenal in the winter and cricket for Middlesex in summer, so they were Dad's ideal sportsmen. He often used to see them on the bus up to Ivory on match days, sitting there with their boots and chatting with the fans. All right, Dennis, feeling fit, mate? And we're going to win today? When they got off, Dennis and Leslie would walk to the ground to get ready for the game, while my dad and his mates would head to the pub. My dad loved that. Sporting heroes were more accessible. They could take the bus with the fans and no one gave them any grief or mobbed them. Different world. You imagine Bex sitting on the 298 bus to Southgate? It would just be pandemonium. Because of that accessibility, Dad spoke with great fondness about his sporting heroes, as if they were close friends. Oh, Dennis was...